Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark R. LePage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each and every week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 320, Unleashing the Collective Power of Your Team with Jane Walton, part two. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. And our friends at RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM specifications, and so much more for free at RCAT.com. Jane Walton, welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. Mark, it's always great to be here with you. It is great to be with you as well. We had part one of this episode or this podcast conversation last week. Um, we're going to, to do the second part today. Let me just remind people of, of who you are for anybody who hasn't listened to part one. Jane Walton leads a leadership and organization development firm focused on teaching leaders and teams how to unleash their collective power through effective planning, collaboration, and execution. Last week, we discussed the human side of leading and, and the power of teams, the human side, how we're wired, the needs that we have inherently in who we are. Our brain chemistry has certain, certain needs in the way we, we work and think. Um, and once we sort of understand that, we as leaders who are working with teams, what we should be doing right now. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, part one, go back to part one and listen to that now and then come back here to part two, because in part two, in this conversation, uh, Jane and I are going to talk about what do we do next? We need to be more intentional. We need to be more organized. We need to be doing specific things with our team as we move along through the crisis and as things sort of uh, the dust settles, right? And everybody starts looking around, <laughs> wondering what do we do now, right? Now this is a new way of working. This is a new way of, of collaborating. This is a new way of communicating with one another. What do we do? And so um, let's roll right into that conversation. Jane, why don't, why don't you just do a little quick recap about part one, about what we sure. talked about last week so we can have a little bit of context for this, this conversation that we'll have today. Okay, sure. You know, I put the, the part one together in uh, a training program I have because um, 
I would tell leaders, you know, we talk about what teams need from their leaders and the leaders would all say, oh yeah, we already do that. And then I would talk to the team members and they go, they do not do that. <laughs> and so one of the things that I really wanted them to understand is the importance of doing that and an importance of being organized, importance of being intentional and guiding your group along the way. Um, you know, while we want to see, think of the job as an economic transaction. I come in, I do good work. And as a result, I walk away with money and security. And um, the brain doesn't see it that way. The brain sees workplace first and foremost as a social system. And so depending on how that social system is and how I am fitting into it or not, for instance, being sort of ignored or or not being included in something has a neural response as strong as a physical uh, blow to the head, same part of the brain. So not being included, ostracized has a physical response of um, similar to being hungry. So we are wired to be a part of a group and leaders need to understand that and they need to be really intentional on how they're leading that group. Otherwise you're gonna be, we talked last week about threat reward response, which is constantly being triggered throughout the day and they may be throwing threat response activities because they didn't do something or they missed something or they didn't think about it and they could be triggering this in people that and they don't even recognize it. Yeah, and right now in the time that we're living and the way we're all working, that social system that you were talking about has broken down, right? We've, we've yes. sort of, it's exploded and people are being sent home and there's new systems and new ways of communicating, new ways of working. And so now more than ever, you know, what, what Jane is talking about is something that we should be doing in our offices on a regular basis. Now we have this whole new way of working and this new, uh, this new uh, system of communicating and a new system of, of uh, collaborating. So now more than ever, this is important uh, about, about understanding how our teams think and work and act and how to be intentional and be more organized about making sure that our teams are being heard and being felt and being understood as we move forward. Absolutely. You know, especially something as simple as you happen to be on a call with one person on your team and gave them an update. You didn't have time or didn't think of talking to another, the other person pretty quickly about that. And so the person you did talk to then talks to their peer and their peers like, well, I didn't know that threat response, you know, kicks in and what else am I missing? And I'm going to start reading into it. And um, so certainly in today, and I did a whole session on communicating to uh, people working from home and the whole point of it is to have a process and system in place that people know when they're going to get updates they know where to send questions, when they're gonna get answered. You know, there, there is a process in place that people are uh, keep being kept up to date, uh, both pushing and pulling information, pushing information out, here's what we know, and then pulling information on what we're hearing from folks out there. Yeah, Jane, do you have, do you have like a specific process that we should be going through? Do you have some steps that leaders should be taking um, right now so, so listeners can say, okay, I understand I need to do this. What do I, what do I need to do right now and, right. And, and moving forward? You know, I think I throw out, I have a, I call it the DISH model just because acronyms are easy to kind of remember. And DISH stands for direction, clear direction, timely information, sufficient support, and a chance to be heard. And, and I think that fits really nicely in today and from work from home folks. So I can kind of walk through those real quickly so you can, so I can kind of illustrate each one of them. Yeah, that would be great. So DISH, so, so let's, dish. Start, let's start with D and giving yeah. some, some direction. Direction, so clear direction. So what I typically say in that it's where the organization's going and the plan to get there. Um, so what are your strategies, what are your goals and what are your focus? For right now, it, um, you know, typically when I sort of teach that, it's saying, let's look ahead for the next couple of years, which you can, you know, still, you still have markets that you're going to work on. There may be some new ones popping up that you see a real opportunity for yourself. So you want to, um, to, to put that in, but it's, where's the organization going and the plan to get there? And I'll, I'll give you an example. I facilitated a session. I think there were eight people in the firm 
And the leader would sort of mention things in passing, um, but then, but he would mention it to a person or two and they would talk to others. There wasn't, um, so there were ideas, and, and this is the thing as I work with architects, we're creative people and we're all about ideas. But ideas can be unsettling for people because they don't know which ones to grab onto and, and uh, what to do with them. So part of it, you know, it was interesting when we had our first, first planning session for that whole firm, uh, for those group, groups to get together. And kind of what we heard at the end and going through, we had kind of heard a little bit of this, kind of heard a little bit of this, but we didn't know what was real. And, and if it was real, this is something we're focused on. How are we going to go about uh, manifesting that, you know, uh, making that happen and what's my role in it. Um, so the clear direction is some of the, typically it's the bigger stuff that you talk about. Here's what we're about and here's what we're focused on and here's um, our plan to get to our aspirations. Timely information then is all be, those be, pieces. Before, before yeah. we get into the information part, I want to remind people that with clear direction, Right now, it's more important than ever. Um, yes. Because I think even the word before direction, the clear direction, that clarity yes. is what allows us to combat that chaos, that stress, the fear that we're all feeling. Because we're all feeling that. We're all, there's this, this uncertainty that we have in our world right now. And that uncertainty is the thing that is making us fearful. That's the thing that's stressing us. That's the thing that we that we feel as chaos. And when you have a leader that's providing direction in a very clear way, providing clarity to the work that your staff and your team are doing, it will help them have, uh, the rest of the world may be in chaos, but in your world, in your team, in your firm, if you provide a clear direction, you will, will give them a safe place to be. They will end, and so they will be, that stress will be reduced, that fear will be reduced, and they'll have a purpose moving forward and be able to, to, uh, to continue to do the things they need to do to prepare for when, you know, the world sort of settles down and that dust settles out. So I just wanted to, to, to remind yeah. people that that's, that's what we need right now is that clarity. And, you know, Mark, it, depending on your firm and the size, the, the market you're in, the size of the projects, the clients, some are quickly putting things on hold. Others, the, the ship sailed, let's keep going. Um, you have a lot of different scenarios. You know, as I've talked to leaders, it's, I talk about having plan A, B, C. So A is um, we may lose a couple of projects, but we're, we can make it, you know, we're doing, a, we can make it through. B may be uh, small business loans. You and I were talking about that before. Yeah. And looking at some of this assistance. Believe me, people are kind of, questioning and wondering what you're doing on that front. So you need to, you know, let them know what you're doing because that can also be a reprieve for them too. We've, we've applied for this. And we're hoping to get this. That will settle people down too. You know, the other part of it is um, even having to let people go, which is why this, these programs are put in place. So you don't have to do that because that slows down ramp up. Um, the benefits are not bad folks for unemployment too. So part of it is, you know, thinking through, but, but B is, um, or maybe even A is, you know, we're applying for some of this help during this time. And, and your people need to know you're looking into that. Um, and, you know, again, C could be uh, all, the, all the projects go on hold or they're canceled. Um, you know, for me as a consultant, I had stuff coming up contracts. Well, those have been put on hold and definitely I'm in the middle of some contracts. So how, you know, how am I working on that? But whatever your plan is in place, you know, people kind of want to know what you're thinking and what will switch from one to the next to the next. And it's more than a want, right? It's a yes. need. They need to have some direction. They need to have yes. clarity, especially at this moment. Because you can't even get to the next, you can't get to the I or the S or the H in this dish method without starting with the, the direction and have setting that clarity, providing that roadmap and, you know, explaining that the roadmap is probably going to change. But right. here's what, what, with what we know now, because even as we talked about with the, the, the CARES Act and the relief, 
even that changes every day, maybe even yeah. hourly. Every time you go back to find more information, the SBA has changed. We just need some sort of roadmap and say, oh, well, at this moment, with the information we have, this is where we're going. We have this under control. Let's work together to move forward and, and get to where we need to go. Yeah. And even if you have to lay people off, God forbid, but this is going to potentially happen for folks and we've got to look at it. You know, it's keeping up with them what after they're laid off so that you're having some regular emails to say, here's what's going on. Here's what, you know, this may come, but you don't want to leave them off on their own because you do want them to come back. So how can you, if you have to do that, how can you keep up with them on how things are going and checking in with them? How are you doing too? Right. right, um, right. So again, on this one, you know, when you talk about strategies, goals, and focus, it's now becoming instead of big, big and wide, it's, it's a little bit smaller right now. Um, but I have seen where people have gotten kind of created, creative on some of their strategies to help um, a niche that uh, might not have been there. So, but anyway, people just need to know what's the direction kind right. of going for. Yes, absolutely. Right. So, so that's the D is direction. So I mm -hmm. is information. So, so what do we do with, with information? So tip, yeah, it's, it's the idea of uh, providing continuous communication. Um, so what's happening throughout the firm organization, how are customers responding? What are competitors doing? I mean, that may not be so much in now, but we're, we're seeing, um, you know, we're what uh, some people are doing to kind of get creative and the how, how the group's efforts are contributing to the success. So it may be, you know, I had a coaching session with a leader yesterday and um, one of her big powerhouse workers has said, and thank goodness she did say she's a single mom with a kid and said, I can only produce 50 percent and this is a, a group and a department that's going crazy a firm relies on them and they're having to do they're the financial side um, but uh, you know things need to shift as a result and so helping people kind of where they can step up and help out we mentioned last week some people mm -hmm. have all the time in the world they don't have, I don't have any kids running around giving me extra work and others um, are really struggling um, so it's also talking through how we can help folks out and the people that are struggling. I mean, certainly the more choices you give them, someone may see, say, just reduce my hours to 20. Well, that gives you more money and resources for another. That's kind of their choice. Um, but what uh, I think if you can get people to, together to problem solve through that, but giving them the information that they need and continuous. So during this time, certainly at least once a week, and kind of have an idea of, of what you're going to talk about to give timely information. This project is still going. I mean, I have clients that are projects are coming in now. They're doing RFPs yeah. yeah. right now for stuff. So um, letting people know what's going on there, where maybe you're having to shift things. I mean, any kind of, you think of general updates um, that they might need during the week and then have time for them to be able to lessons learned and what are we, you know, if, if there is a dilemma, uh, this project's going to need more resources here. Or this one's slowed down. You know, have them sort of help. Um, and especially for smaller firms, that's so much easier to do, too, that you can all kind of powwow on how that works. But the time, they need to know, I'm going to, uh, every Wednesday, we're going to have a call on this. So I don't have to worry and wonder what's going on. I know I'm going to get some updates then. Um, so, again, that's the idea of providing continuous communication. Yeah, and that information is is another thing that empowers them to feel in control, right? If they yes. don't, if they don't have the information, then again, that chaos sets in. They don't really feel like they have control over their circumstances. Your team starts to feel unsettled. Um, and the other thing that, that I, I heard you say, but I, I want to reinforce is that not only is that constant communication coming from the leader to the team, but that team has to bring that, that information back to the leader. Like you talked about that maybe one team yes. member has a situation at home that they can't work full-time right now. That information, that, that there needs to be an open communication, that constant communication needs to go both ways. And that person who is in that situation needs to have the permission and the comfort level, the trust that they can say, I can only work 20 hours. So they can say that. And so you as a, as a leader and your team 
can adjust and pick up the slack where you need to pick up the slack. Um, and that, again, reinforces the relationships, reinforces the, the, solar, the solidity of the team. Right, which is really sufficient support. So it's really understanding where time counsel or support's needed, you know, the right resources at the right time so that, um, you know, again, we can see where people are and realistically what they can do. And is it okay if I do, if I work from nine to midnight? I wouldn't recommend it, but that's some, you know, just yeah. physiologically, but that that might be, and someone might feel good about being able to contribute at that time. So if that's the case, then how do we manage the project throughout the day? That means it's a morning update on stuff and a handoff later on that we can't all be working at the same time on something. So that's gonna take um, uh, some conversation around that. But people need to know, you know, when support's needed. I, I, again, coaching the person yesterday who's working 60 hours a week, I think got three hours of sleep the night before. But part of what we talked about is there needs to be conversation. And this person needs to be able to say, here's where I'm needing support. Um, and especially as, uh, this is a leader who feels like they should have everything under control, but they need some support. They need to have some conversations around stuff that's going on, going on right now that um, is creating a tremendous amount of work for them. So they need to be have, have a conversation to say, can we talk through this? Um, so people need to talk through things. So for a leader, part of it, you know, depending on the, you know, if you have some people who are newer to your firm, they're not going to feel as comfortable. Uh, coming forward with not not demands but but needs you know versus someone who you built some trust and rapport right. for so as a leader it's also understanding talk to me about you know what your situation is realistically what's the best time for you to work what's not you know can you or can't you I mean you certainly can put that in there but what's the best time realistically sounds like you've got several kids at home realistically what's what can you do how can we support you through this um, the good news with folks who have those extra demands, you know, with things slowing down in some parts, people can pick up. So, you know, we can we can move work around and it may be, you know, a couple of weeks of really heavy work and then but we know that and then it'll lighten up. So just thinking ahead a few weeks as much as you can and talking through what's in the pipeline and what needs to be done. Um, the more people have a chance to talk through it and volunteer versus it being given to them. Given to them is a little more on the threat. Well, you didn't ask, and actually I don't have kids, but you know what? I got a, an older parent and I'm, you know, we're trying to figure out what to do with them. Or I've got a best friend that's in, been incubated, you know? So we don't want to sort of assume. So that's where these conversations can help. Yeah. And that's really the chance to be heard. And usually the chance to be heard is a one-on-one -on -one type thing. So I would say make sure you've got some group stuff, but that you're also checking in one-on-one -on -one, um, with folks and seeing how things are going and talking through things. So ideas that they have, needs that they have, concerns, um, that those types of things can surface. So DISH is direction, information, support, and heard, right? That's, those are the... Those right. are the um, the other thing that came to mind as we were walking through these steps and we're talking about, you know, listeners being leaders and how they can um, work with their teams, but there's also another um, dynamic here with the leader themselves that the leader, all these things need to happen with the leader too. the leader. It needs yeah. to have that clear uh, direction that leader needs to have information coming in uh, so they can bring it out, right? So there should be some input so it can yes. go back out to their team. The leader needs the support that that they need in order to keep everything together. And they the leader needs to have a have a, a an opportunity to be heard. And sometimes that leader is the top of the chain, right? You're either a business right. owner or a sole practitioner. And so you need as a leader to also seek out those things. You may be someone that has someone above you that can provide you that direction and that information, that support. But if you don't, you need to find it. You need to find other people who can be that support for you, can give you that direction. It may just be some friends that you reach out to and say, hey, let's, let's meet on a weekly basis and we can compare notes. Maybe you reach out to 
an organization, Entree Architect, has mastermind groups that are specifically designed for that. Uh, so you can reach out to us. We can put you in a group that can be that support for you, help you with that direction. Um, but that's super important that you don't neglect yourself as a leader because all of these things that Jane is talking about for your team, you need this too. Absolutely. You know, the, the person I coached yesterday working 60 hours. And um, so we talked through some stuff and I made a couple of observations and, and this was, she's in a different part of the country that I'm in. It's, it's virtual and, um, and we weren't on video and, and it was kind of quiet. And I said, you know, I, I'm sensing some hesitation. And she said, no, it's not hesitation. I'm kind of like knocking my head with the heel of my hand going, why didn't I think of that? But when you're so far into it yeah. and you're trying to figure it out, it's hard to see the forest for the trees. So to get that support, believe me, every time I feel like, um, and even for me as I'm going through this as a sole proprietor, I've had some, oh yeah, I could do that. So get help, believe me. Talk through it with some folks and get some ideas. Um, you can't, we, we all can't do it on our own right yeah, now. It's, and it's especially now. Yeah. Yeah, especially Absolutely. now. The, the, the stress and the anxiety and the chaos and the fear, it's there for us as leaders too, um, may, maybe even more so because we have the responsibility of the people who are leading, right? And so yes. all of these burdens are even heavier and, and more intense for the leader. And so it's your job, it's your responsibility to, to make sure that everything we're talking about here in this DISH method of direction and information and support and a, and a place to be heard you need that too. You need to seek this out, especially now to make sure that you're okay. Because what will happen is, is, is that it, the stress will continue to build and the chaos will continue to become uncontrollable and you'll burn out and you won't be yes. able to lead effectively. Um, and you won't be able to make decisions for your firm effectively moving forward. And so it's critical that you take care of yourself as well. Absolutely. We will return to our conversation after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect. While COVID-19 is having an unprecedented impact on the economy, companies like our platform sponsors are still building tools and still providing services to help support you, to help support your business and to help support your people through the ups and downs. So please take a few minutes to visit them and let them know that we appreciate their support here at Entree Architect. This episode is supported by our platform sponsors, FreshBooks and RCAP. FreshBooks wants you to know that you're not alone. FreshBooks has been supporting small businesses and solopreneurs, and specifically, they've been supporting us, the Entree Architect community, for a very long time. They know what it's like. They know what it's like, how lonely it can be working from home. They know what it's like when times get tough. And they know that right now, as we all face this crisis together as a global community, we all need to do our part. So FreshBooks is responding and offering an unprecedented offer. So when you join FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software today, you will receive 60% off for six months. Yes, that's right, 60% off for six months. Just visit entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section and you'll get 60% off their regular price for six months. That's entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. Are you or your firm working remotely? Are the, the logistics of putting together a project daunting when no one else is in the same room? Well, RCAT has a solution for you. RCAT's charrette allows you to manage projects and specification documents online with multiple team members. Discuss products, configurations, outline specifications, project photos, and documents, and so much more all on one page. Along with the ability to access product information, specifications, CAD, BIM, and the patented Spec Wizard from anywhere in the world, Charette can help your firm get more done, no matter where in the world you and the rest of your team might be. You can even promote your firm's project when you're all done. And like all of RCAT's solutions, it's 
free. It's completely free to use. So check it out right now at entrearchitect.com slash projects. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com backslash projects. Arcat.com slash projects. FreshBooks and Arcat. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Super interesting and, and, and so important right now for our listeners to be hearing this, both for their teams and both for themselves. Is there anything else that we should be focused on right now, Jean? You know, I think it's, it's uh, as I've done this program, the sort of unleashing the collective power and being organized, it's really emphasizing, we actually have a, um, an outline of what to do before a meeting, you know, pre-meeting stuff, meeting stuff, and posts so that it runs well, people have time to think ahead of time. Um, but being really, you know, if, if you have these updates and thinking through it, you really need to think through stuff before you jump on the call with folks. So um, typically when we talk about a meeting, we, we look at, um, you know, a good balanced agenda. If it's just about giving information out, um, and not pulling information in, you need to rethink that. Um, but even something as simple as, um, you know, having an agenda for this time, we're gonna talk about an update on clients and projects, an update on people in their, you know, situation, um, some learnings that we have from this that um, are helping us do better. You know, what does that um, agenda look like so they know, and here's, I would say answering, questions for folks that pop up. You may not want to wait a week for an answer, but that should go out to everyone. Here's a question that we had. Um, so everyone's going to to get that. But um, certainly in the meetings and, and, and generally, a lot of times I like agendas to have, you know, what um, this is sort of we're going to examine something. We're going to make a decision on this. We're going to brainstorm, or I'm just going to inform you. So I actually have them categorize agenda items with an E, B, B, or I as an example. You can whatever, you, but we're just going to kind of think through this, but or we're going to make a decision on it, or or at the end of the meeting we didn't make a decision. We need to go through. So you know, part of it is sort of prepping um, ahead of time what you're going to do, and then. Um, review, you know, at the beginning, here's what we're going to talk about, um, managing the time and making sure participation is happening. I'll talk about that a little bit more too. But at the end of the meeting, here's what we discussed. Here's what we decided. Here's still pending and kind of next steps. So that you're closing that out um, and making sure that someone says, well, we didn't get an answer on this. What about that? You, want, you don't want things, especially right now, to be loose out there. We kind of talked about it, but I don't know where we are on it. So making sure at the end that you're, you know, here's what we discussed, here's what we decided, here's what is pending, we're, we're waiting to hear back on it, and here's kind of next steps that we all agreed on kind of going forward to really kind of close that out. And certainly, again, it's important now, but I think those types of things in every day is important. I had a call, um, had, had coached someone that didn't, <laughs> didn't take my feedback, but they were getting ready for this big initiative rollout. And um, so I had sort of set it up as this, was, this would be the process and really giving um, not the leader to have control over it, but the, the individuals. And so we were getting ready for the meeting and he had this huge outline and I said, you know, here's the thing, they're going to look at that and it's already been decided. So the brainstorming is going to be squashed. And then the other part of it was, um, you know, as a leader, you're trying to pull ideas and information out of folks. The more you, if you respond to one of their things, like we already did that, we don't know, it's going to squash ideas. So really in some of this, the leader should sort of set things up, it'd be the one to speak last. So you're listening and asking questions as people are talking through. So as you're looking at um, this idea of how do we share stuff? What are we gonna do in this situation? How do we shift 
depending on where projects are going. As a leader, sort of set it up. We want to talk through, let me give you some updates on some projects and some moves. Uh, we want to talk about um, who's working on it, how much time do you have, you know, set that up and then set back for the brainstorming to happen so that people can offer ideas and your, your role is pulling stuff from them. Okay, that's great. Susan, what's your response to that? Or what do you think? And pulling stuff and then summarizing it and then kind of as an end making a decision. That's gonna pull out ideas and thoughts. The more you're responding to each one of them and, and, and you know, regulating the whole meeting, the less you're gonna hear from folks. You're gonna hear a fraction of what you would otherwise. So in these times where you're trying to think through and this is, you know, certainly these times and any time, if you want ideas to be pulled out, set it up. Here's what we're going to discuss. Let the discussions happen. Pull, keep asking for more information. Pull from other folks. Summarize it at the end and then kind of make a decision. So that's the, you know, another tool as you're looking at making sure sufficient, sufficient supports out there and really where um, some great ideas can come from. Yeah, and it's... But he, Go. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, he would, someone again would, here's an idea and then would say, well, we already tried that or here's why we're not doing it and just squish right. the whole thing. And then having um, it, everything all figured out at the beginning, squish stuff. As a leader, you have power and you may say, I'm just like the rest of them, but you have power. And so they're looking to see how you're looking and responding. And if you're if they see you thinking too much or responding too quickly, it's going to shut it down. But if they see you pulling and asking and being really curious, um, that's when the magic happens with a group. Yeah. And some of those ideas that come from the group um, are ideas you need. And I've experienced yeah. it. Many, so many of us have experienced it from both sides as leaders making mistakes and squashing things like that. And as, as part of the team, um, presenting an idea and being squashed uh, where that idea may have been the seed that was the solution, right? And you, yes. just, you just squashed it. You just stepped on yeah. the seed that was your answer because you didn't have the, the patience and the understanding that not every idea is the idea, but maybe it's just the beginning of the idea. And it, yes. it may sound wrong and, it, and you may have the experience and you've been through the recession in the past and here's what we're going to do and I have the answer. You never know where that other idea may come from. And so being, being open to those potential ideas are so important. And if you leave a meeting as a leader going, and this happened in, in this scenario, I was really disappointed that I didn't hear from more people in that meeting. If you as a leader say that, you did something really wrong. Yeah. And part of it is you may not have had the trust going into it. Um, you may have, again, uh, force too much, talk too much. Um, but if you leave that meeting being disappointed by pe that people didn't get feedback, you need to point the finger back at you. Yeah. Every time, every, every time. Um, there weren't conditions, there weren't, there wasn't a situation to really set people up. And, and, you know, when I talk about the general meeting, part of that too is to let people see the agenda a couple of days before they come in. There's two kinds of uh, folks in a meeting. There's the speak to think, so I'm going to think, I'm going to speak as I figure out what I'm thinking. So off the top of my head, I'm blah, blah, blah. And then it's, you know, and those, and then there's the thing to speak. So I want to think through it. You've posed a situation idea. I want to think through it before I'm comfortable and formulate my ideas before I speak. And those are the folks we never hear from. And those are the folks that have really thought out the situation have some pretty yeah. important stuff for us to hear. So you want in these situations to give them stuff ahead of time. And that's why I, I, I said, you know, in the agenda to let them know, uh, we're, we're, we're just going to, uh, I'm just going to give you an update on this. Or we're going to brainstorm around this. So be prepared to brainstorm. Or we're going to make a decision on this. So be prepared. Um, with your information that we can make an informed decision. So they know each agenda item, here's what we're going to do. So I don't need to worry about that. I need to spend time with this. Um, and that's really important. There's a lot of people who really like to be organized before a meeting. And we 
we forget that a lot of times. So the more you can give them time ahead of time to think through it, then uh, the more comfortable they're going to be coming into the meeting. And again, your role is to, to um, facilitate the discussions, facilitate um, uh, the intent of each of the agenda items and help people through it. Yeah. And, and, and so much of what we're talking about here today, all the way through from the beginning up, up to this moment, it all requires a foundation of trust. And trust yes. is earned. Trust is earned over time. And so yes. you, you may have already built that trust. You've earned that trust with your team and that team has earned your trust um, or you may not, right? And now you're in a moment where you need that trust because you need to have this open communication. You need to lead this team and that trust isn't there. So you, if you feel that way uh, or if you've discovered that that's a, a situation, now is a perfect time to reset. Now is a perfect opportunity to reset your relationship with your team. And, and have an open, honest conversation with them. I've figured this out that, you know, we don't have this relationship. We don't have this foundation that's necessary for a productive team to work. And so here I am being vulnerable saying, hey, we need to figure out how to earn that trust. And just by doing that, you're going to earn some trust. And then yes. with this moment in time where everything is sort of up in the air, everything is changing. It is a perfect time to hit the reset button and say, let's start over, right? Maybe the way we've been doing it isn't working. Let's start over and as a team, let's figure out how to move forward from this, this moment forward. And, you know, I think particularly now, I mean, I think many of us are control freaks. I know I am, and this is why this is such a difficult time. We don't have control. But a lot of leaders are control people. And actually, um, I had a leader once I coached that was in trouble and I usually don't like those scenarios to, get, to coach someone who's in trouble. But one of the things was, you know, he, act, he, he acted like he knew he had answers to stuff. And clearly he didn't know what he was talking about. So we talked about it. He was very open with me. He's a great guy. And, and he said, you know what? Yeah, I make up answers. And he said, because I thought I'm supposed to have all of the answers. And, um, and this wasn't a young person. I mean, this was someone who'd been around the block a few times. And so I said, you know, let's talk about how you can respond in those situations, which is, you know, I don't have the answer to that, but I can get that. And I remember him coming the next session. He said, oh, my God, that changed everything <laughs> right. for me. And he said, I had the answer within an hour. But it's like, um, so as leaders with the control, and if you don't have the trust, it could be you're trying to have too much control and you're not in including them. So a lot of times when I go into a situation where trust is low, to be able to talk to a leader and say, you need to say, I apologize, you know? And so it may be, I'm the type of person that likes to have control over stuff. And I know, and I've seen where that kind of gets me in trouble. And certainly I can't have control over this. So um, I'm understanding that about myself and my commitment to you is and whatever that is. And then you sure as heck better do it because, you know, yeah. but there's Stephen Covey had this emotional bank account where, yeah. Love you it. know, you build, it's like building dollars. And so if you have a, a lot of deposits, you, you know, again, that would be a lot of trust and you slip up. There is a withdrawal, but it's not very big. But if I'm negative with folks and they don't trust me and I slip up, it's big. So if you've got the trust, slip ups here and there aren't going to hurt. But if you don't have it, every slip up's pretty detrimental to yeah. you and to the group. So, yeah. Yeah. So much important information here today at the podcast. Um, I want, I want to do two things. One, I want, I, we did ask you the question, one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business tomorrow for tomorrow. I asked you that last week. I want to ask you that again, but I also, after we're done with that, before we wrap up, I want uh, you to be able to um, share with what you do. Um, so, okay. so if there's somebody out there who's listening to what we're saying and, you know, they, they need some additional assistance, some additional advice. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to explain what you do as a coach, as a consultant. Uh, so if people want to reach out to you at janewaltonconsulting.com, uh, Jane they can do that. So okay. before, before we do that, let's, let's see if there's 
after we've had this conversation today, what is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? You know, I think right now, when I work with architect owners and leaders, they're trying to do everything. And this is a perfect situation where you can delegate something that you feel like you should be doing down to a trusted person in the firm so you can focus on some other stuff. So is it someone that can be reaching out and talking to the client instead of you so you can get the small business loan thing? Is it someone that can work with the other two people in your group to coordinate schedules and, and project and that's off your plate? So I think right now, you know, depending on how many folks you have, working for you is what can you delegate down so you can focus on the bigger, more, you know, higher important things. And that then starts growing capacity within your group and they will rise to the occasion of some of these things. So um, if you're not able to get to everything well, delegate some of that down. Someone would love to have that opportunity to help out. Yeah. And if you struggle with delegation, pick one thing. Just pick one thing, find somebody that you think can handle it, somebody you trust, and and just do it. Just delegate yes. th- that one thing, even if you feel uncomfortable about it. Because once you do it, mm-hmm. and, you, and you delegate that one thing, and you see that they can handle it, and what it's done to you and your productivity and your your effectiveness, you will get addicted to delegation, and you will start yeah, looking for you, other other opportunities. And, and I'm. I'm putting together, as soon as I have it out, I'll be happy to share it with you in the group. It's, it's that handoff. Because what you don't want to do is handoff and then grab it back at some point. So what you want to be able to do is have a really thoughtful handout on what this handoff means and how you still do or don't want to be included in something. What level of responsibility, it's kind of decision-making model that, that they have. So there's not, because talk about triggering the threat, if it's like, well, I thought you delegated this to me right. and this is how I interpreted that. And this is how you, so you've got to be really clear on what this means. And also if something blows up, how are we going to handle it? Um, yeah. So if the client comes um, and is, is mad, how are we going to handle it? Um, and, and an example of that real quickly is if a client comes and screams to be able to talk to the client to say, have you talked to Joe about it? No, I haven't. How do you want me to handle this? Or you hear about it and you go to Joe, I heard this uh, happen. How do you want my support in this? So you're not sabotaging and, um, a situation. So that's the other part that's really important in any delegation is really talking through it and being clear and having some scenarios and being in agreement on how that will work. Yeah, we're going, to have you, we're going to have you back again to talk about delegation. Well, I mean, I would love to. Okay. Because that is, that is a topic my... that comes up all the time okay. in, in the membership because that's the number one thing you need to do. You know, after yeah. you eliminate the things that are unnecessary and after you automate the things that you can automate, then you must start to delegate. And that is Let's one of the it. biggest struggles that we have as architects is to, yeah. to delegate. Um, and so we'll, we'll come back and we'll do another episode completely on delegation. Good. That would be fantastic. Before we wrap up, Jane, um, your name is Jane Walton. If anybody wants to do a little search for you, you can go to janewaltonconsulting.com. That's the website. You can learn all about what Jane does. But before we go, I want you to have an opportunity to explain your services and what you do. I don't typically do this, but I think this is important right now. Uh, Yeah. You do need your services. So if you could just give a a sort of a brief overview of, of what you do. So, um, so first of all, my, my niche is the AEC industry, mostly architecture, but um, engineering and some construction too. I grew up with a father who was a sole proprietor. There were two people in his firm um, and saw how he grew and d- developed his firm into the niche that he had and the success he had as a result of that. And then as I got into my career, I worked uh, for eight years for an ar- a national architecture firm. And um, so when I went out on my own, I focused, that's my niche. So while I do, what I do is general, and I'll talk about that briefly, it's I understand the industry. And even the person I was talking to, uh, the coaching was on the finance side. They knew I understood that part um, to the implications um, working with an architecture firm. So I understand the business. I understand what you all are going through. I understand the creative mind. So in coaching, um, I do a lot of coaching with leaders who they may be new in their role, they've been there forever, 
and it's uh, coaching us about looking forward, um, building on your strengths, and 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 uh, introducing new tools and you know building new capabilities. So leveraging strengths, building new capabilities, we all need that, and it's just a perspective that we lose that a third party can help with. So I understand the business. I love the business. I understand um, the you know many of the leaders that I've worked with and what can be helpful. I also work with um, leaders and teams on how do you get this collective power going? How do you build social capital in your organization? How do you make sure people are heard and ideas are vetted and thought through and moved through and, and, and even in a, an efficient way, but to kind of set expectations for folks too on what that might look like. But the industry is changing. And if you're not looking at organizing differently and doing things differently, um, you're just going to be working a lot, a lot, a lot of hours and not making as much money as you want. And so we've got to be looking at how that is differently. And again, I think the biggest problems with leaders that we talked about is they're trying to do everything and they're doing everything mediocre, if, if at best, because that's all you can do if you're stretched that thin. So how do you organize so you're focused where you can help the firm out the most? And believe me, people love being delegated to. I mean, they rise to the occasion and you build new capabilities you never thought of. Yeah. So I do some training, I do some coaching, I help with strategic planning to really look at the markets that you're in and, and where are those going in the future and what are markets that are transferable that would be good for you to get into and then how do you sort of establish your, uh, your expertise and focus in that. Okay, so if you need some coaching or some consulting or some advice, some guidance, janewaltonconsulting.com, you can go reach out to Jane there. Um, and, uh, and learn more about her, ask her some questions. Maybe she can help you get to where you need to go. Um, Jane, thank you again. You've been here several times. I love this two-parter. I think this is so important at this moment in time. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast. I'm so glad to be here and uh, delegations next on our agenda. Sounds good. Okay, thanks Mark. You have been listening to Entree Architect Podcast, episode 320, Unleashing the Collective Power of Your Team. This is part two. If you didn't listen to part one, go back. Go back to entrearchitect.com slash episode 319 and listen to part one right now. Uh, you can definitely listen to them in either order. All of this information is critical. So this is a uh, another episode to share. Please share this with somebody that you think uh, needs you know somebody who is managing a team, somebody who's working with a team, send this episode to a friend, entrearchitect.com slash episode 320 for this uh, episode and entrearchitect.com slash episode 319 for last week's part one uh, for unleashing the collective power of your team. Hey, I just want to also remind you because I, I this is something that it's hard to remember hard to remember. Focus on what you can control. There is a lot going on out there and there's a lot coming in through our feeds um, and it is stressing us out and we need right now to focus on the things that we can control. So it's just a friendly reminder to turn off the things that you can control. Focus on the things that you can control. Uh, please do that. Um, if you need information about COVID or any of the the, uh, the loans that are out there, any information as we continue to pr proceed here. Don't forget, we have a resource page for you, entrearchitect.com slash COVID-19. It has links to the guides for the, from the federal government, has tons of articles, lots of resources to help us with this uh, time in our, in our careers, in our lives. Um, it's a great place to uh, to go when you're needing information. We continue to update that resource every week. So if you're looking for information uh, about the CARES Act or any sort of loans, PPP, all that stuff, it's all there, entrearchitect.com slash COVID-19. And if you have some information that you think others would benefit from, please send that to me uh, and we will add that to the list as well. You could just email it directly to me at mark at and we will add it to the COVID-19 list. 
Um, again, entrearchitect.com slash COVID-19. And to help you through the next few months, we have made our programs even more accessible. Entree Architect membership, the Entree Architect Academy is free. It's free right now for 30 days. You can get in there. You can, you can watch our next, be part of our next expert training session. Our live webinar is coming up uh, on the first Wednesday of May. So if you join now, you will have access to that, that uh, training session as well. Free for 30 days. It has all our resources in it. I don't even care if you go in there, grab what you need, and then terminate your membership. Uh, I think once you're in there, you'll see the benefit of being a member and you'll stay. Uh, but I wanted to make it available to you. So entrearchitect.com slash join will get you access to the membership, the academy. Also, also, enrollment at Entree Architect Mastermind is open. This is a program that you should consider investing in. Uh, masterminds are small groups of dedicated peers that work together with full support from everybody here at Entree Architect. All our resources uh, and our team are there to help the masterminds. Uh, and they are continuing to build their businesses. They are focused on proceeding and progressing. Uh, they're comparing notes, collaborating on strategies, sharing resources. If you want to join the Entree Architect Mastermind, uh, enrollment is open. It, you can join and learn more at entrearchitect.com slash mastermind, entrearchitect.com slash mastermind. And if you join today on Friday, uh, Friday the 24th, April 24th, it's going to be the last day for the coupon code, but we made the mastermind um, membership 25% off. So you can join using the coupon code mastermind25, mastermind25, um, and you can save 25% on joining the mastermind uh, right now. So gr grab your membership right now if you're listening to this on Friday the 24th entrearchitect.com slash mastermind use the coupon code mastermind 25 and save 25% off for the lifetime of your membership. So it, this is something that I want you to do. I want you to come join a mastermind. It potentially could make everything uh, uh, work out for you as you move through this. This is a, a place where architects are working together, collaborating to, to not only survive this thing, but to thrive through it and build a better business. Uh, so you're ready to go at the other end. So entrearchitect.com slash mastermind. Be well, be happy, be healthy, safe and secure. Thank you for listening today. If you need assistance for anything, and I mean this, this is sincere. If you need assistance or even you just need to vent and you need an ear to listen to just a neutral party, reach out to me, mark at entrearchitect.com. I'm here for you. We are here for you. Love, learn, share what you know. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs>
Like they're the guys. Oh my one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! They come out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.